Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and a producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a monthly podcast series about all things Ukrainian. And I'm pleased to say our guest this evening is Tom Burchard, who is the owner of Veselka, a Ukrainian-American restaurant on the Lower East Side of New York City. Welcome, Tom. How are you? I'm fine, Mike. Thank you very much for uh, for inviting me to do this. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So, for our audience, I, I imagine some people in the audience have been to Veselka, but I don't know how many of them know about the history of this iconic restaurant on the Lower East Side. And so, maybe you could walk us through that. How did Veselka get started? Well, actually, uh, Veselka was started by my father-in-law, Volodymyr Darmohual, in 1954. Um, he arrived in America from a displaced persons camp in Germany in 1950. And I mean, this is the story as it was related to me. He and his wife worked in various menial jobs. Uh, he was very active in Plast, so he was in the, he was in the um, neighborhood a lot. He and his wife lived in New Jersey. But they came to New York, to the Lower East Side, to Second Avenue. They were active in Plast. And he was, from what I understand, he was very interested in um, being a businessman, being an entrepreneur. In 1954, he saw the opportunity, or he heard about the opportunity, to buy a little candy store newsstand on the corner of 9th Street and 2nd Avenue. So he did, in fact, buy the newsstand and, um, and it and it went from there. Um, I met his daughter at a fraternity party at Rutgers in 1966. She brought me to New York, to the Lower East Side, what would later become known as the East Village. And um, I, I, I fell in love with it. My father-in-law, my then future father-in-law, took me under his arm and tutored me in, in as many uh, things Ukrainian as he could um he died suddenly in 1975 and that's when i took Vasilka over so tom I, so, it's kind I, of interesting because i understand that your ancestry is pennsylvania dutch and midwestern <laughs> that's true i'm from i'm from northeastern pennsylvania originally uh when i came to Vasilka, i knew nothing about ukraine ukrainian culture ukrainian food it was all a, a big exciting revelation to me and um you know my mother my future mother-in-law used to cook for me and uh, explain you know the the cuisine and the, she was an excellent cook and i'd like to eat i was a, i was a college student at the time so i was always hungry <laughs> and she took care of me you know i i, I fell I, I fell in love with the neighborhood the business the the uh the, the Ukrainian people that my father-in-law uh, introduced me to, um, the whole thing. I just loved the whole thing. It was different. It was totally different from where I grew up. I grew up in a, in a very uh, uh, protected, homogeneous, white, middle-class suburb of Philadelphia. And coming to New York was a total uh, um, revelation to me and very exciting. And my earliest rec recollections of Veselka from the 1960s, when I was still in high school and started visiting the Lower East Side because of my interest in things Ukrainian. And at the time, Veselka was really only a coffee shop. I understand they only serve sandwiches, 
and uh, I remember getting uh, uh, cabbage soup there. Yeah, yeah, we had a few. I mean, when I came in 1966, we we it really wasn't much of a of a food place. Uh, we did serve a few um, American things like tuna fish sandwiches and hamburgers and and a few Ukrainian dishes, which my father-in-law had a few uh, Ukrainian ladies from the neighborhood come in in the evening and, and cook a few things. And uh, uh, I'm convinced that he did that initially just so that he'd have something to eat. And then he was sharing this food with, with his, uh, with his compatriots and that, and, and it, it kind of grew from there. But I, I think it really started as a, uh, Again, some Ukrainian ladies coming and cooking for him, and then him sharing that with his Ukrainian buddies, and then uh, eventually selling it. Uh, it was very modest. We had a counter with eight or nine seats and a, and a couple of tables. Yeah, and I understand uh, at that time it was pretty much a social center as well for the community. It was a social center. He had a lot of Ukrainian periodicals and newspapers, Svoboda, of course, but there were... I don't know, there were 10 or 12 different Ukrainian um, uh, periodicals or newspapers. Some were, we some were daily, some were weekly, some were monthly. And he prided himself on having a few kind of obscure uh, uh, publications that only Veselka had. And, of course, I had to learn the names of these these things and know where they were and... Uh, but it was quite a Ukrainian center, actually. A lot of the, we had we had several we had a lot of Ukrainian customers who who subscribed to Svoboda, and it would come it would come to Veselka, and they'd all have a number. That would, so we would number the papers, and they would come in and say, you know, give me number ten or number twenty five, and we would give it to them. That way, they get the the paper a day early. I think most a lot of people had it. They came in the mail. Um, but we had these special customers that got, got special delivery that they could pick up at the Sulco. So it, it, it was kind of a hub of activity. It was definitely a Ukrainian uh, uh, community center and place to come and people to meet and pick up paper and have coffee. My father-in-law was a great conversationalist and patriot and kind of politician, so he was always talking about the latest things that were going on in Ukraine. And there certainly was a lot happening at that time. So when did you actually take over ownership of Veselka? Well, he died in 1975. Um, and my, I, I, stayed, I, I stayed close with my brother-in-law, Makola, and my mother-in-law. Right around that time, my, my first wife and I were in the process of splitting up. But my, I stayed close with again with my brother-in-law, mother-in-law. I mean, it was uh, my father-in-law died of uh, a heart attack right in Veselka, unfortunately, sadly. Oh, how tragic! Uh, yeah, he had a heart attack, and they didn't. Um, by the time he got to the hospital, he had passed away. So it was a big shock for all of us because he he did have heart problems, but he was very hardworking and and pretty in pretty good health, other than a bad heart. But. Um, he worked long hours, and he was def he was definitely a, a charismatic presence, and very closely identified with Veselka. So, when he died, it was a, sh a shock to the family, obviously, and a big shock to the to the entire community. But my mother-in-law and brother-in-law asked me to keep the business going, 
while they've decided what to do. And um, eventually we came to an agreement that they would hold on to it. I, I may have, after a lot of negotiating, I, I, we worked out a, an arrangement where I bought uh, the, the majority interest in Veselka. And um, here I am all these years later. What's also interesting, too, is, as I remembered from my travels to the Lower East Side, uh, it was a tough area in the late 1970s, and certainly a, a tough time to be running a uh, restaurant-slash-coffee shop business there. Yeah, we came very, very close to going out of business. The, neighbor, the neighborhood, in the, from 1975, from the time my father-in-law passed away until about 1980, that, those five years, the neighborhood got very, very dangerous. Initially, it, uh, it became uh, heroin-infested, and then heroin kind of morphed into uh, uh, cocaine and crack, but there was a lot of a lot of crime, a lot of muggings, a lot of car break-ins, um, and we came really, really close to to going out of business. But I I always believed that the the, the business had had potential. It was I felt like it was a good location, and. Um, our food was kind of catching on with a younger demographic in the in the neighborhood, but again, we we came really close and the, the, the going out of business and the you, the Ukrainian population. There was a massive exodus uh, uh, to the suburbs when the, when crime uh, became a big problem. A lot of people left, and uh, uh, we lost a lot of our we lost a lot of our clientele i hung on i felt like i felt like there was potential there and honestly i didn't know what else to do so i stuck it out and luckily we had a couple lucky things helped save us we we were one of the very first places in new york city to, to sell lottery tickets when they were when they were first sold so lottery tickets helped me get over the hump and pay my bills and 1980 we got our first positive review for our cheese blintzes in the uh, in the village voice, and to me, that's the that that was the the turning point. Things turned around very slowly, but in 1980, I, I felt like looking back now, and I even kind of realized it at the time, things started improving rather than declining. And I understand that your your son Jason uh, became involved in the business, I guess, in the 1980s, and eventually in 1989. Uh, he started full time and and is now a co-owner with you. He is co-owner with me when he graduated from college. I mean, Jason had worked there as a busboy in his in his teens. I think he started working as a busboy when he was fourteen or fifteen. Then when he went away to came back from college, um, he wanted to come he wanted to come work in the business with me. Uh, so we decided to start opening. 24 hours a day, and I kind of made him in charge of the overnight operation. And that also got off to a somewhat of a slow start, but uh, over the years that kind of caught on, and we became known as a, kind of a go-to place in the in the middle of the night. Um, gotten a reputation with people who work in the hospitality industry, and bartenders, chefs, etc. We have quite a following of 4 a.m. customers. Interesting. And can you can you talk a little bit about some of the celebrities who have passed through the doors of Veselka? Yeah, you know, I often, I've, I've been thinking more and more 
recently that one of the great things about being in the restaurant business is everybody likes to eat. And there are a lot of people in New York who, in particular who like the food that we serve. So it's a great way for us to get to know really, really interesting people that, you know, if we're in some other line of work, I probably wouldn't get to know. So uh, I heard the other day that Jackie Mason was there, uh, Julianne Moore is a regular customer, uh, David Duchovny's mom comes regularly and has become a friend. Um, I mean, it's a long list. Philip Seymour Hoffman used to come a lot. Um, so, we, you know, we kind of enjoy that. Uh, recently, Graham Nash, of course, beats Stills Nash and Young. Has, has, uh, I think he just moved into the neighborhood, so he's become a regular. So it's, ni- it's nice to get to know these people, and uh, very gratifying to me that people of that stature enjoy our food and enjoy coming to Veselka. And, and Tom, are you also a resident of the neighborhood? I am. Uh, for many years, I lived on uh, 2nd Avenue and 7th Street, and my wife and I bought a building on Avenue A and and, uh, and 8th Street, lived there for quite a while, and I now live just outside the uh, the boundary, the bounds of the East Village. I live on 17th Street and 2nd Avenue. But that, that's, that's a great thing about that I really value about my lifestyle my commute is just has always been just a a, a walk of a few blocks so I, I very seldom get into a car I don't waste time sitting in traffic uh, I can go back and forth to Veselka kind of at, at, at will and um, you know it's great I read some statistics in a February 2018 article in a publication called Tableside magazine and they had some numbers about uh, Veselka. First of all, I understand you have 85 people on staff now. Yeah, yeah, we have. We probably have more. It's probably more like 95. And I, we've we've been going through a growth spurt the past couple of years. We've started doing catering. We do. Uh, we're on we're on uh, seamless seamless web slash Grubhub. So we do a lot of we do a lot of delivery. Um, in the neighborhood, which is kind of a, something new for us, a lot of takeout. So we have between 95 and 100 people on staff now. And I understand that you serve between 800 and 1,000 people on a daily basis? That's correct. We serve, we serve, that's the nice thing about the newer POS computer systems. We, it gives us a lot of valuable information. So on a weekday, we serve between eight and nine, 900 people and typical weekend, 11 to 1,200. And about 3,000 pierogies are handmade daily, or as the Ukrainians prefer to call them, vareniki. Vareniki, yes. That's, <laughs> that's true. I'm curious about the name Veselka, and uh, we're getting towards the end of our time. Does anyone in the family know how your father-in-law came up with the name Veselka for the restaurant? Um, unfortunately, all of his... My brother-in-law, Makola, recently passed away. My mother-in-law passed away a while ago. Um, I'm trying to think back what I was told. I don't remember. Vesalka means rainbow. Uh, how he came up with that, I'm not sure. It has it has a very happy, positive connotation. I think in different languages it means wedding or happiness. I mean, other Eastern European languages. Right, so, right. Uh, I, I, but I don't know. Speci- I don't know specifically how he came up with that name. 
and how when how I have took the... it over, when I took it over it was spelled with a W, and that confused a lot of people. Uh, I mean, you know, Westerners they they didn't they didn't realize that it was Veselka. They they would say Veselka or you know. Um, so that was one of the first things I did. I changed that that W to a V, and made it a little more understandable. But that made it a little more more sensible to. Uh, to Americans, to Westerners. So that was one of the first changes I made. And when did you publish a, a cookbook? Oh, gosh, it was a few years ago. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm guessing eight, six to eight years ago, roughly. I met, I just happened to meet by chance a cookbook editor who lived in uh, Greenwich Village. Um, I just kind of ran into her up in Vermont. Uh, uh, accidentally, and she found out that I owned Veselka, and she started lobbying me. Basically, we have to write a. You need to write a cookbook. I, you know, I said, Angela, there's no number one. We don't have written uh, recipes. Number two, the you know the dishes are kind of labor intensive and difficult, and my ladies would never give the recipes anyway because they they hold it. You know, they they hold those those secrets close to their heart, close to their chest. But she kept after me, and it was it was a it was a tough project. But I I got my staff involved, and we chipped away at it, and we met every week and documented dish after dish, and uh, the the cookbook turned out to be quite popular, quite a success. So I know, and I have a copy here at home, and and we like to use some of the recipes in there for our own cooking. So we've run out of time, but for my my last question, I'm curious about where Veselka goes from here. Well, we're getting ready to open up in um, in a new uh, food hall 15 blocks south of us on Delancey Street in Essex called Essex Crossing. This is a big new nine building um, development. There's going to be a food court, a food hall in one of the buildings, and we've been invited to to uh, to open up there. So we're we're excited about that. We're going to be opening sometime around Thanksgiving, and um, we'll see how it goes. It'll be a nice little outpost, and that's obviously a very a very uh, immigrant. That that's a neighborhood that has a lot of immigrant history, and we're in. There are going to be other old. Um, immigrant restaurants in there with us so i look forward to it and i wish you the best of luck with it thank you so we're out of time now tom and i want to remind our audience that we've been speaking with tom burchard the owner of veselka the iconic ukrainian-american restaurant on the lower east side of new york city thanks for coming today tom thank you mike this is mike burek your host and the producer of krenitsia the well a monthly podcast about Ukrainians and all things Ukrainian. And until next time, that's all for now.